0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Sports Day. It's a beautiful day. Sky falls, you feel that like it's a beautiful day. Turn it up. It's Sports Day with Dan Day.
1: We are on a winning streak here in South Florida. Ah, yes, and it feels so good. Can we keep the winning going? Oh, I think we can. With my cousin, Vladimir Louisson, I am Dan Day. We are on 560 WQAM in South Florida, around the world on the Odyssey app, and you can watch us live. On YouTube and Twitch, just look for 560 WQAM. I was actually at Jensen's Liquor Store in North Miami Avenue yesterday. My man, Manny said, man, it is a great time to be a sports fan here in South Florida. Of course, Hurricanes took care of business on Thursday night. Last night, Vladdy, you were in the house as the Marlins took down the Braves. That was an exciting game, right? It was. Braves fans were telling me, way to beat our minor league team. I don't know about that. Nah, uh, Albies, Acuna Jr., Olsen played. Nah. Let's give A.J. Puck some credit. Now, David Robertson. <sighs> but A.J. Puck, good job. Credit where credit's due. Nah, that
2: Robertson and Puck, yeah, it was kind of
1: shaky in editing, but, you know. <gasps> it's okay. Now we got the Dolphins looking great. Everyone seems to be loving them after that huge game the other day against the Los Angeles Chargers. Enter Miami, Sands Lionel Messi gets a win against Sporting KC. Probably going to be Sands Lionel Messi again tonight. He's hanging out in my neighborhood again, shopping at some of those restaurants and the Publix and everything else like that. Oh, so he's back. He's back here in Florida, South Florida, yeah. I mean, he's got a house in Fort Lauderdale now, but apparently he's back in my neighborhood shopping. Not at Prima Pasta, or not eating at Prima Pasta. He's eating at a place called Bancheros, getting some pizza. Okay, uh, you know. So, but we're gonna have Joe Malfa on. He's gonna be calling the game tonight, along with our dude, dude Thomas Rongen. He's gonna break down everything we need to know about Inter Miami tonight against Atlanta Union. There is a lot of storylines that is going into tonight's Inter Miami match. We just keep going, man. Oh. So much going on in the sports world. Let's wrap it all up real quick with a montage. And here goes the smoke. And here
3: come the Hurricanes. It's Thursday night football time in Miami.
0: As the Hurricanes take the field with green jerseys, white pants underneath the white helmet. Party! Are live from Drive Pink Stadium this evening as Inter-Miami take on a sporting Kansas City in a pivotal match in their push to make the MLS Cup playoffs. Party Rock is in the house tonight. Cueto's ninth Marlin start, third one off the IL following that viral infection coming off a loss against the Phillies on Saturday. Ball in the ballpark, that'll be tough against this Braves team. Big in the
2: house tonight. Get down to White-O. Out, Tyreek Hill! What a throw and catch! Right on the money.
3: One on one. Shake that! Going to carry himself, running right side. He's got a hole. And Van Dyke is into the end zone for a Miami touchdown. He races in, standing up. Van Dyke with a touchdown for the Hurricanes. Six nothing
1: Miami with 10:46 to go in the first quarter. Tyler Van
3: Dyke runs it in for a score.
1: Outbound Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, keeps,
3: takes it around the right, hand sock of to the offense, untouched, and into the end zone and sends a message that he's an
2: athlete. Too. They now get the cross in towards Campana, strong header, and it's a
0: second goal for Campana, and it's a second goal for Inter-Miami! Fantastic ball in from DeAndre Yedlin, and Miami have turned this game round from 1-0 down on the stroke of halftime, Inter-Miami lead by two goals to one!
1: Dolphins up by two, the Chargers have the football, speak to their own territory. They got a pick. and
0: they go! Go! We, got him
1: again. we just want to see him Shake that. Every day I'm shuffling. The
3: pitch. And that is swung on in line.
0: Down the left field line. Fair ball. Fair ball. Fair ball. That's going to clear the is, a bases loaded! Three runs double for Stallings in the bottom of the seventh! The Marlins lead 9-6! Man, not stop. Hayden is bad. And there is the full-time whistle. No Lionel Messi, but Inter Miami still get all three points as the push to the MLS Cup playoffs Rules on here for the Herons. They've beaten sporting Kansas City by three goals to two. But right now, the Marlins try to win game one of the series. Here it comes. Ground ball.
2: Wendell with a wonderful play to end it. It's a Marlins win. That is a great win for the Miami Dolphins right there.
1: It sure is. The final score. The Dolphins 36. The Chargers 34.
0: 22nd-ranked Miami Hurricanes run their record to 3-0 on the season. Miami wins this one 48 to 7. That's your final score.
1: Ah, that is exciting. DJ Khaled. He's a Miami guy now. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. Throw our hands up and they stay there. Let's get into some headlines real quick. Jalen Phillips and Teron Armstead listed as questionable for Miami tomorrow night when they play New England. Kick is at 820. Vlad, do you think Jalen Phillips and Teron Armstead play?
2: Yes. Yes! Well, I think Phillips plays. I I don't know about Armstead. I mean,
1: do we need him?
2: Well, I I think if you can get away with Armstead not having to be there immediately, I believe, if you can get one more game. I think the... With him protecting to to his left side, even though to is left-handed, but you want him to be as healthy, right? As close to one hundred percent, if not one hundred percent. And I didn't realize how injured he was. Until yeah, we thought he was just. Kind I just of thought it was like hell. He Sorry, it was it. like holy crap. This guy's got like it was his neck, his back. His, I was like his his arm. I was like, geez, he's pretty banged up. No, let him get fully healthy. See what you can do. But that's going to be a, a a really good New England defense. Yes. Jalen Phillips kind of worries me. I'm worried about him. I but want him to play. I think because the game's Sunday night, I think he'll give it a go.
1: You kind of buy yourself a little bit of insurance for Teron Armstead. Maybe give him another week because of the Absolutely. win in Los Angeles, because of the Bills losing to the Jets, and because of the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers. Kind of build by yourself a little more time. No, if you ask I don't me.
2: Know, it's not nothing like that. It's still week one. You just want your guy to be as healthy as he can. And plus, the team played well. One thing we give credit for, we have to give credit. Um, we got to give credit to. As much, as great as Tyreek was, as unbelievable as Tua was, and the defense made plays at the end, that old line not giving up a sack to Bosa and Mack, and that defense was pretty—you got to give them all the respect and props in the world because, if as you can see, with a lot of teams, offensive line is an issue. Miami had an offensive line issue—had issues going into that game, especially when you heard Armstead wasn't going to play. And they did, not, they did not give up a sack to Tua at all. I don't even think Tua was really under that pressure. And if he was, <laughs> that third down throw, when he ran up, like, he moved
1: up in the pocket to make that throw—
2: it was, he, it was he was pretty great, man. Buy yourself really some
1: time with that win. Also, ask Joe Burrow about offensive line problems. Whoo! Everybody, like I said, twenty seven teams have offensive line issues. Yeah, every every team has offensive line Even issues. Even the Eagles, and yeah. they
2: had and they have one of the best offensive lines.
1: Cleveland just lost their one of their best tackles, Conklin. Everybody has issues, bro. So you just got to play. Gel, play hard. Protect that quarterback. Canes are off today after defeating Bethune-Cookman 48-7 Thursday. Some marquee matchups today, LSU versus Mississippi State and FSU in Boston College at noon. You get Florida, Tennessee at 7. And oh yeah, late night, great night. We're going to get into this because it's must-see TV every week, but especially this week, Colorado, Colorado State. Already a rivalry, but woo, you throw Coach Prime in there. And then Colorado State's not backing down either. This is going to be fun tonight at 10 o'clock, Vlad. You know you're watching. Yeah, I'm
2: going to definitely watch this prime. Man.
1: Everybody's watching prime time. I got to get those shades, man. There's been a little chirping, too, which oh, I like, too. Yeah, a lot of chirping. But, uh, and
2: don't do chirp. That's Don't,
1: but, don't n- chirp no, with I'll the li- greatest
2: well, chirper of all time. We're going
1: to get into it. I like it on both sides. Look, it's a rivalry. What are you supposed to do? We have a lot of respect for this team. But that's what I'm saying. If you just got... If you got hate, or
2: if you don't feel him, just out the gate. Don't. That's what Dion is upset. Like, don't say, "Oh, he's doing great." Don't, don't set me up, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, don't. That's capping, bro. You, you capping. Oh, he's great, great. This, that, and the other. But then say, "Oh, race Oh, I was raised to take off right. my glasses and my hat.
1: Well, I will say this. I like that he didn't attack any players or anything like that. And you go after the. you attacked his mama. You're both grown men. You attacked his mother. I know, but at least you're going after grown. No, men. No, you attacked his mother. You Didn't attack his mother. My
2: mama raised me. Dan, if I said, hey, my mama yeah. raised me, that's, that's low-key a shot at Big Lynn. You know Come what I mean? Come on, man. He
1: didn't attack. He didn't mean, he
2: any, mean any malice towards his Wait a minute. Mother. If I, there was no say, You could have said, I was raised or I was taught. But when you said, my mama raised me. Okay. Now, now you're digging. You're digging a little I'm not, bit. That's not digging, bro. Uh, digging, when you okay. say, my mama, what are you trying to say? That my mother didn't teach me right? That's what you're trying to say? You could have said I was raised. I, that's the personal. But when you say my mama, we getting
1: possessive. Let's keep mamas out of this, okay? (laughs) Messy social media post of a pizza he got at Bonchero's in North Beach last night. All but confirms he is not with the team in Atlanta and most likely will not play today against Atlanta United at 5 o'clock. couple things on that. We're going to go till 4.30 today, Vlad. I can't ask you to stay an extra hour, but I can ask you to stay an extra 30 minutes. And we're going to be kind of like the pre-pre-game for Inter-Miami Atlanta United. And in just a couple of minutes, our dude dude, Joe Malfa. Going to be jumping on with us, kind of discussing some inter-Miami, what the team looks like with Messi, without Messi, whether he likes Bancheros, whether he likes Prima Pasta. And, you know, he's a New Jersey guy. So we're going to have to ask him some New York, New Jersey questions. I think he was recently at MetLife Stadium, wasn't he? We'll find out. We'll find yeah, out. he was. We've been stalking him a little bit. The Marlins defeated the Braves 9-6 to last night. Are you excited that Brian Hoeing is taking the rubber today against the Braves 4-10? Um mm. both teams are mm. both
2: teams. Is it gonna rain? Why why is that going on? It's out? nasty. Um both teams are starting spot starters, I believe. Yeah. It looks like kind of more of a bullpen day type. Yeah, because I was uh covering the brains yesterday and um and your R V Richie, you're funny. Um there, you know? <laughs> he's funny to right right now. Um yeah, both teams are starting spot starters, so Black. I
1: expect a lot of runs to be scored. There are whispers. Psst, 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 What's the whispers? Whispers. Psst, psst, psst. What's the whispers? That Atlanta is losing on purpose because they want the Marlins to make the playoffs so they can face them in the playoffs. Because as we know, let, can let me tell you that's not true. But I'm just saying there's whispers uh, of that. There's whispers. I'm so happy they won Wednesday
2: because they would have beaten the Marlins Friday and then they would have celebrated and I would have been sprayed with champagne and I didn't want that to happen. Oh, you've anymore. been there before. Oh yeah, last year. Literally yeah. the same around the same time last year. All right. So that was in a great win by the Marlins last night. And I didn't realize this man has power. What the hell's going on with Luis Arez? He hit soup dingers yesterday. Yeah, but he had won the uh, the game before. It's like he said back he said three home runs the last two games. Man, I love it. So love it. great, great comeback, five runs in the bottom of the seven. Yeah, I know, I love it. It was a very, very good win. Um one thing I do have a problem with, Kuzin. Don't start games at six thirty. Why not? At Lone Depot. Dude. too hard to get to there. Come on. Good traffic. 6 40. No, think about it. 6 o'clock in South
1: Florida. And you got to get there early, man. In Little Havana? Come on, man. <laughs> got to get there early. Are you don't, kidding don't me? Don't you be running over no chickens when you're in a hurry either, man. You got to be there by 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> There's no way.
2: And it's here's the worst part. In that area, it's a school zone. Schools are being let out, like there's school buses and they're dropping kids off. And it's
1: also right where, you know, the expressways and everything is. It's just, oh, God, it's a mess. Yesterday, Damian Lillard reposted someone's Instagram message saying that he would be a future Heat Great. Of course, he quickly took it down, but it's reigniting rumors that the guard is going to be traded to Miami. Or he'll be in Portland. (laughs) Yeah, We'll get into this later. Matthew Kachuk's supposed to be a full participant September 21st when Panthers training camp begins. Mr. Elbow Room, we like that. And FIU going to face Connecticut today at 3.30, while FAU is taking on Clemson at 8. Very excited. There could be a chance that Clemson gets swept by South Florida. If FAU wins tonight, and then the Hurricanes beat them later in the season, whoop, we own Clemson. Might happen. What's going to happen right now, though, we're going to take a quick step into the day spa. (sighs) A bear broke into an... A bear. A bear. A little remix right there. Yeah, wanted a remix? It. I like that. A bear broke into a Naples area home and ate all the vegan ice cream out of the family's freezer. Wait a minute.
2: Wait, wait. A bear broke in to the home, went inside the freezer, and ate, vegan and ate ice all cream. the vegan? Break it what down. kind of bear is that?
1: How many jokes do you have, lad? Come on, let's go. Let's Come go. On.
2: No, wait a minute. Well, clearly he's not a cocaine
1: man. I know. There you go. That's one. Okay. Number two.
2: You? Well, I hope was the ice cream that expensive? Like <laughs> How expensive (laughs) was that ice cream? Would that couple, would that family be upset? That's
1: expensive ice cream. That bear has expensive taste. (laughs) Oh, I take anything but the vegan ice cream. That costs us $55. (laughs) How did he know that vegan ice cream must smell good? good? The bear was vegan and not on cocaine. How did the bear know just like, I see fridge and just open it? (laughs) What, what are you going to do, Vlad? What are you going to do? I know what we're going to do next. Our dude, dude, Joe Maltha, is going to be joining us. He's going to be on the call of Inter-Miami-Atlanta United today, 5 o'clock right here on 560 WQAM. We're going to get the lowdown on Messi. We're going to get the lowdown on this, it seems like somewhat a little bit of a rivalry between these two teams, a lot of storylines, and get some of his New York takes, Vlad. You guys will have me outnumbered 2-1. to one. That is next here on Sports Day 560 WQAM. Call from Mom.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WQAM.
1: Last Saturday, Inner Miami, Sands, Lionel Messi, no problem. Wording KC took him down 3-2. Leo Campana. Congratulations on the extension. Gives us a brace. And right now, one of the voices of Inter Miami, Joe Malpa, gives us a little time. Joe, how you doing, brother?
3: I've been better, but I'm still good, man. You can see it in the in the headline here, in, in the in the little video chat. Sad about Aaron Rodgers. I made mean, that my headline, so Joe. I've been better, but but overall Joe. pretty good, man. Can't Joe. complain.
2: Joe. <laughs> you can get yours. It's all right, Joe. It's all right. You got Zach Wilson. Let it go. Let it let's, go. go. You know what we, let's go. Let's talk about Messi first. Don't. do not We're good. He'll be back.
1: So Leonel Messi posts last night that he's at Boncero in my neighborhood getting a fugaza or some type of pizza or something like that. Most likely not with the team tonight. Yeah,
3: can we talk about the pizza first, though? Was it just straight up tomatoes and olives?
1: It's called fugaza. It's an Argentinian pizza where it's got, like, okay. crust and then olives and tomatoes, and I guess he got sin, queso, no queso, no cheese. I had it the other day. Lots of onions are in there, too. So, yeah, it's kind of a dry, dry Argentinian pizza.
3: Yeah, it definitely made the rounds, and people, I think, were less talking about him not playing tonight and more talking about the pizza, but uh, I guess we'll do the talking about not playing. Look, it's it was going to happen at some point. We kind of knew this with the SKC game. Obviously, he missed that. They got the win, and... I think it was two or three weeks ago now, Tata was asked about uh, life without Messi when these days come. And he said specifically there would be three games uh, that Messi would not play. And when he said that, people were trying to figure out what the three games would be. The the obvious one was SKC, and you look to October, and and there's another international window. But nobody really knew what the third game was within that because just the math didn't math. Um, I guess this is our answer. This is the game where... They said, "Look, we got a stretch of five games to 15 days coming up. Let's give him this one off on the road on turf." Although he said he'd be okay playing on turf, still um, probably better not to, I guess. And you got a home game Wednesday against Toronto. You got next Wednesday, the the 27th, the Open Cup final. So if there was a chance to give him two full weeks off, which just gives him, uh, why not? You know, you get the rest of the guys there for not not for nothing. But this team, don't forget, played Atlanta earlier in the regular season. It was, I think, the first week of April before any of these guys arrived and beat Atlanta 2-1 to at home. So they beat Atlanta before Messi. They kicked some Atlanta booty 4-0, I think it was, with Messi. And uh, now we'll see what they do today.
1: So as an Inter-Miami fan, no cause for concern, at least not right now.
3: No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the point that I've been trying to hammer home as much as possible, um, it's not just Messi. Like, obviously, he's mm-hmm. the star. He is the focal point. But you're still going to have Busquets and Alba and Farias and Aviles. And I think, well, Gomez had a thigh injury when he was away with Paraguay, so I think he's up in the air. But you added six pieces, Messi being one of the six. The other five, maybe four, depending on Gomez's health, are all still there in this game. And Martinez is back and Campana's there. So this is a team that is constructed, even without Messi, it'd probably be a top three seed in the East. With Messi, obviously, it takes it to new heights. But even without Messi, everything else they brought in, it's a top three team in the Eastern Conference, and they can still get the dub today.
2: But we do expect him to be there for the, the final, right? For the Gold Cup. In
3: the oh, oh, 100%. 100%. That this Today, this was maybe kind of just making sure of that, if you will. Like, he, he's got a uh, game Wednesday night against Toronto. And then you've got that Open Cup game. So, this was just making sure probably that he is 100% good to go for the Open Cup. You know he wants trophies. You know he's trying to get that treble after the League's Cup and the Open Cup. And now that they're creeping up the standings to, to make a push for MLS Cup... Uh, He'll be there. He'll be playing as long as he's healthy, and that'll be the one. It's going to be great to see the atmosphere that night, by the way. I mean, it was one thing to win the Leagues Cup on the road in Nashville, but to see that stadium rocking with a trophy in the house, that's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Joe Malfa, let's continue on with the Messi effect. Not just his effect with the team on the field, but watching and listening to them against Sporting KC. They're a totally different team now that he's been with the team. What difference has he made intangibly and even tangibly with this team? Is it just the confidence? Do they play a different style? What has Messi brought that even when he's not with the team, they're still a top-flight team in MLS?
3: You said it. It's the intangibles. It's the confidence. It's learning how to train every day. It's it's that winning mindset and mentality. Um, all of that comes with him more than just what he's doing on the field. And it's infectious. I mean, you, you see the, the way the players are looking up to him. You saw in Cincinnati, guy went 120 minutes in extreme heat, and he was given the pep talk in the huddle going into the second extra time period. So it's infectious. It's rubbed off on everybody. And even when he's not there, there is an expectation now, that trophies will come, and that maybe wasn't there under Phil Neville and earlier this year when the team was struggling. Now they expect to win every time, and they know. They know that even when he's not there, they have to win in order to put themselves in a spot to make the playoffs and make a run at MLS Cup. They can't look at this and say, oh, Messi's not here. Let's take a day off. Let's let the level drop. Let's take a loss. No, because that loss might be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs because – the hole you dug yourselves earlier in the year so it's raised the level of everybody mentally more than anything else
2: who has benefited from that more everybody i mean <laughs> i know i know the fans everybody but like just a specific player because there's there's a couple players since he's been there that's just like oh my
3: gosh no 100 percent. there's two guys that stick out the most in my mind uh leo campana of course because the one thing he was lacking as a true number nine was the service before Messi got here. And he's had plenty of it and has scored plenty of goals now because of it. Um, and the other one might surprise some people. For me, it's DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin, I love him. Going back to, to my childhood, that 2014 World Cup, I was 15, 16 years old. And, and even going a little bit before that, that's when Yedlin kind of first broke out of the scene in Seattle. And when I was playing youth soccer and high school soccer, that was my position right back. So... I gravitated toward him at a young age. So for a decade, I have loved DeAndre Yedlin. And it was paining me to watch him the first half of this year because he was a shell of himself. Whether he had an injury that we didn't know about, whether he just didn't have the right mindset because of the team not being as good as it could be. Whatever the case was, he did not look like DeAndre Yedlin. And it kind of hurt me to watch that because that was my guy for a decade. Messi came and... and uh, uh, switch flipped again for Yedlin where he looks like he did five years ago and he looks like he did when he played in England and when he played in Turkey and when he played everywhere and was doing it at a high level he's making those runs up and down the down the wing he's getting the assist he had the assist against SKC to come compound up on that header goal he looks like World Cup DeAndre Yedlin now rather than the kind of shell of himself that he looked like earlier this year and it's night and day he had that game in Open Cup against Miami FC where he had that own goal and just things were not in sync for him, he has completely transformed back to the player he was. And, and again, as somebody who that's been my guy for a decade, it's been awesome to see. And when he raised the trophy for League Cup with Messi, shared the captain's armband, it's been all great to see what Yellen has re-become after Messi has joined.
1: Another guy who's breathing a lot easier since Messi and friends came in town, Drake Callender. (laughs) He was getting peppered, and if he gave up one goal, that was it. Now he seems like he's just a new man, and he's actually elevated his play, it seems like.
3: Absolutely. It's easy to lose track sometimes of what he does. Um, There were plenty of times, whether it was the Cruz Azul game in League's Cup, whether it was Cincinnati in Open Cup, there was a massive save he made when it was still 2-1 to in stoppage time, I think two minutes before they scored the tie-in goal. He still is there for that big save when you need him, but although, like you said, he's not having to make as many as he used to, and that boils down to this was a team that was not possession first before Tata. They'd maybe 25, 30% of the possession every game. Now it's the complete opposite. They're getting 65, 70% of the possession every game, so he's had to make fewer saves, but he still had to make some big ones, and he's risen to the occasion time and again. He was finalist for goalkeeper of the year last year in his rookie season. He will very much again, be a finalist for that award again, possibly win it this year. Um, so he cannot forget about him just because there's all the shiny new toys in the attack. Uh, but Drake Callender has still been outstanding.
2: Let's talk about the, the manager. Tata. We all love saying the name, but obviously, I mean, obviously he knows Messi. Messi loves it, knows him very well, but you see the difference since he's, taking over the team like you see they're a more aggressive team an a exciting team to watch like that's that's the other thing they're an exciting team to watch like we all look you know down here they love the dolphins offense
3: well you know what into miami's got an offense now right joe Absolutely, and it's just obviously the global game, right? There's so many different ways you can play this game. You look to Asia and Japan, it's so methodical, and and they have their style. You look to South America, and it's that flair, it's that possession, it's that up-tempo, um, uh, just fun-to-watch style. You look at England, and that's what kind of Phil Neville brought in. It's kind of that uglier, muddy-it-up, sit-back-and-counter style. Um, you look to, Come to on, some give of the Italy, teams in Africa.
1: Give Italy their love.
3: Yeah, Italy gets it up too. It's the can defense first, and and it's that style. Like, there's all different styles all across the world. There's a million different ways you can play this game, and maybe the one that is the most, uh, which the appealing to the it's, eye, is it, that game. South American style, and, and that's what Tata brings. Um, look, the Venn diagram of people who previously coached Messi and previously coached at MLS is only one person, and that's Tata Martino, and that's why they went out and got him, and it's been the perfect fit. He's implemented that style. Obviously you've got that that, uh, that South American flair in South Florida w- w- between the demographics, the people who are coming out to the game as the fans and, and that's what they want to see and he's brought that. Uh, it's a fun style. He can morph. Uh, this is probably getting really technical, but like he, he could play out of a three five two, he could play out of a four three three, he could play different ways, but whatever the shape is, you're still getting that same principles and the same style and it's fun to watch. It's so different night and day, uh, to, to what it used to be.
2: Now, Joe, how has the Messi effect affected you guys, the play-by-play man. Uh, you know what I mean. Before you've heard the rumors, obviously there was a lot of rumors and everything like that. But you love the team. you parted part of the team. Broadcast the team, and then it happened.
3: And it's been now- a dream, man. It- it's been a dream. I mean, th- there's no sugarcoating it. It's tough to broadcast a losing team. Um, at the end of the day, our job is to try to put a positive uh, vibe out there. The it's 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 a home team radio broadcast, like. You Listen to NFL home team radio, like they're going to be slanted toward their team. Like, it's our job to try and make it as positive as it could be, even when we were in St. Louis getting our butts kicked yeah. and whatever the score was at. I'd say four 0 three 0 whatever four-nil. it was. Yeah. Um, and, and it's tough because you kind of show up to the office, you show up to the stadium, and you're like, All right, well, how's it going to go today? And look, we all like to be winners, that's that's in our DNA, that's that's not anything new. It's why when you're a kid. You root for the Warriors when they were a dynasty. And, and maybe after the Warriors, before then, you were rooting for LeBron in the heat. Like, as a kid, you want to be a winner. And, and a grown-up, you want to win. So you got to be loyal to your team. And even when it was tough earlier, like me and Thomas Rangan, or whether it was Phil Shane or Chris Whitigan rotating in, we knew what we were coming into. We knew it might be a grind-it-out, hope-you-get-a-result type of day. Now it's a lot more fun. And that goes without saying because you know, coming into the stadium, you're gonna see something crazy, whether it's from Alba, whether it's from Messi, whether it's even from Farias, that sliding goal he scored against LAFC. And you know the team is probably gonna win. And it's a lot more fun. I mean, you guys, the audience that you got here, it was probably a lot less fun going to Panthers games a couple years ago than it was when they were winning president trophies. And it was a lot less fun going to Dolphins games, when it was Matt Moore as the quarterback than it is now with at quarterback. So it's just logical, and, and it's been a lot more fun to call and be there.
1: Joe Malfa, is it you and Thomas Rungan on the call tonight?
3: It is. Tr and I, after a week hiatus, I was back home for uh, a bridal shower and going to the Jets game Monday night in Jersey. Ooh. Tr was north of the border in Toronto for uh, the the first showings of his film coming out at the at the Toronto Film Festival. So we were both wow. gone last week, but we are we are both back this week and back again on Wednesday for the game. Against Toronto, here at
1: right here on 560 WQAM. We're going to get into your New York experience in just a minute. One more Inter Miami question though. Tata Martino, just one of the many storylines tonight. There are just a boatload of storylines tonight between Inter Miami and Atlanta United. Can you kind of break some of them down?
3: Yeah, Tata's return is obviously the big one. Um, and don't forget about Joseph Martinez's return as well. Scored over 100 goals in his time uh, in Atlanta, beloved there. and. When he came here, he, he had that like seven-game goalless drought. It wasn't until we played Atlanta here that he scored two goals and finally kind of broke out. And that day, something spoke volumes to me. Um, if anybody's been to Dry Pink Stadium, you know where the away fan section is. It's, it's toward uh, the right side if you're watching the TV, and, and it's all the way up in the right corner. And after he scored his goals, he went over there, got on his knee, bowed and respected them. And even after he scored two goals on them, the whole fan section was bowing to him like he is King Martinez, that he is. Um, and it's going to be fun to see the reception he gets coming back. But beyond all that, really big playoff implications today because as Inter-Miami continues, it's charge up the table. Now, by the way, only six points back of D.C. for the last play-in spot with two games in hand. So Inter-Miami now does just about control Destiny. Um, but with the, the, the rate that they've been winning games, you got to start looking higher than just eight or nine. And Atlanta's sitting there in sixth place on 42 points. That's going to be a tall ask for Inter Miami to get all the way up there. But these are teams that you got to start thinking about now and start looking at because whether it's somehow catching them if they continue to run the table or if it's a, a first or second round playoff matchup, these are teams you got to start looking at. And it's a team that we played before Messi and beat them. We played in Leagues Cup with Messi and kicked them off the field. And now we play him again, and there's a chance you could play him again in the playoffs. So you gotta start thinking about what you show against these teams because they might pop up again later. And that's a big storyline here in my mind. We've seen this team twice, we'll see him a third time, possibly we'll see him a fourth time. And remember this game if we're talking again a month from now that these teams are meeting in the playoffs.
2: How many points back are we?
3: Uh so this year the, the way the conferences shake out because the expansion team in San Diego is coming next. Um, you've got the 15 teams in the East. So the top seven make the playoffs. And then eight, nine is a play-in game. So right now the target is that play-in game. We're six points back of DC United for the last spot in that play-in. And we have two games in hand. So win both games in hand and we pass DC into that play-in spot. Uh, we're seven back of Montreal for eighth. We're 12 back of Nashville for seven. So realistically, it's that eight, nine play-in game. But uh, it's it's again, you win that play-in game and nobody wants to see it.
2: Joe, they're gonna follow the South Florida script. <laughs> All the teams that in, they were playing. Dolphins made the wild card, Heat playing, Panthers, they just got the eight spot. Oh yeah. it just it's just winning. We're winning the MLS Cup. Yeah, we win in the MLS. Trouble. Cup. Trouble. Trouble. Yeah, we win in the MLS Cup. It's it's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: Oh, Joe! So you were up in New York. Tell us a little bit about that. You were at what game were you at MetLife Stadium? What do you think? Come on, man!
3: Uh, I'm just wondering. No, oh, what do you mean? You're come wondering? On, it says it on the right there. Fair, Don't be that guy. Be fair, there were two games there. The Giants play the Cowboys on Sunday. Ooh, either even way, though that wasn't really Joe. Much of a game. Joe. That wasn't much of a game. Joe, did and you? Then get I that was one? at the game Monday. I was at the game Monday. Mm. Okay. And How exciting! It was, it was kind of exactly what you expected if you were watching on TV. Like emotions were high to start the night. It's 9-11. It's a great atmosphere. Aaron Rodgers sprints out like a scene from a movie carrying the American Fly with the spotlight on him, and then it was done in four plays. And uh, for, for about from, all right, so that was early first quarter until, the, until halftime. Bills took a 13-3 lead until yeah. halftime. It felt like we were at a funeral more than a, than a football game. But then coming out the half, crowd kind of started to, to accept it, make peace with it, uh, and, and the crowd was nuts again the whole second half. Zach Wilson leads the comeback, walk-off punt return touchdown, and it was the highest of highs, down to the deepest valley, okay. and then back to the highest of highs, and it was a great experience that I'll never forget. But now the rest of the season looks a little bit different.
2: Okay, you know I'm a die Yeah. So was the fan base at at MetLife or at JetLife? Was it like, oh my god, here we go again? It's always us, or anything like that, or was it just like it? It was such a shocking. Like,
3: Not really. It was it was more shocking and there was a silence, but it was never a crowd that grew restless. Um, we've seen it before with this with this fan base. You go restless. You start booing Zach. You want Chris Strebler to come in. You want Greg McElroy to come in uh, for, for Mark Sanchez going back a decade now. It never got to that point. It was shock. It was acceptance. And then it was trying to rally the rest of the team to go and get that dub knowing that we have something special beyond just a quarterback and that why can't we be the, the Niners of last year where they had five different quarterbacks and still made a run? Because that defense in the running game is so elite, um, I think it was more rallying the troops, and it was a lot of fun. It was genuinely the best atmosphere I've ever been in in that stadium, and that includes uh, the 2015 playoff win over the Patriots. Best atmosphere I've ever been in in that stadium, and it rivaled some college football atmospheres. I think it was awesome that night.
2: Wow, Joe. that was That was tough. Now, do you feel like – the Dolphins are the team to beat in the AFC East now. You got to you gotta pick the Dolphins.
3: Right uh, I still think it's the Bills. Hmm. I think sometimes we read too much into week one, overreact one way or the other. Um, I think the Jets' defense just has Josh Allen's number, and that's why he looked bad. I still think he's going to be an MVP candidate. Um, I think two is an MVP candidate after what he showed in week one. My biggest issue, though, is the Bills have a defense. The Dolphins don't have a defense. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm still taking the Bills as the top team in the pecking order in the East. Uh, the Dolphins probably have to say slide into second now over the Jets, and and the Jets are third. I do still think three teams make the playoffs in this division. I, I still firmly believe the Jets can ride this defense and the run game into the postseason, and I think Zach has improved. I think he can manage kind of how Mark Sanchez did in 09 and 10, and I don't think that they're necessarily locked in on him. Don't sleep on uh, maybe you heard it here first type of thing. Come week eight, Jets in the in the mix for for Kirk Cousins, because you look at Minnesota's schedule, they could very well be two and five, two and six out the race. And he only has one year left on his deal this season. He's got no guaranteed money. So it kind of fits perfectly. You trade for him, maybe a mid round pick. And then at the end of the year, he's free agent anyway. And you go back to Rogers. So, uh, I do still think the Jets make the playoffs, and it's going to be a, a tighter race than people imagine. But, yeah, Dolphins probably slide into two. I got Bills number one.
2: Last thing on this before we let you go. You, did you see the Aaron Rodgers interview with Pat McAfee?
3: I, I did. It's very easy to see why did people like goosebumps? him so much. I'm going to
2: use a Tobin term. Let to me use a <laughs> South Florida Miami Dolphin term. Did you get any goosies with the way he was saying <laughs> that don't expect them out? At, you know, I did.
3: I did. I was sitting there. And I was ready to run through my. There's like a wall in my apartment oh, that kind of like separates the, the the office that I'm in right now and the TV. I was ready to jump off the couch and just sprint through this wall and come into my office right here because, like, the way he said that, like, oh, man, like he, he started to kind of lead people out like he's going to come back this year. I don't buy that. I, I don't, don't care, buy it either, but I don't, Cam Akers I don't care did. What, I don't care what crazy ayahuasca, whatever he's got going on. There's German doctors. no way. German There's doctors. There's no way he's coming back this season. No German doctors.
1: Shot. Come on, Joe. German
2: doctors.
3: <laughs>
1: Real quick before we let you go, Joe. Last night I had the TV on. Virginia, you're Maryland Turpins. I see it's fourteen oh, yeah. nothing, getting run off the field. So I turned the TV off. I said, man, Maryland does not have. Little it to
2: bro go. is nice. And Little a sudden, bro, Tua. I mean,
3: um, all of
1: a sudden, Talia.
3: Bro, yeah. Talia, Talia is nice, bro.
1: 42-14. What happened when I turned the TV off?
3: Uh, what happened is, is Maryland did a Maryland. Uh, last week, it, it flew a little bit more on the radar because it was a, a, a smaller program they played. But they played Charlotte last week. Um, and they were down 14-0 as 28-point favorites. They were down 14-0 against Charlotte. Came back and I think almost covered the spread. Um, last night, same thing. Started bad early. Came back. It, it, we're probably the best team in the nation from the second quarter on. which is not really good in the first quarter. Uh, but we'll get a good test this week coming up on the road against Michigan State and then get into conference play. Look, I, I'm always going to be pessimistic about Maryland just because I always feel like something happens. So, something happens. Quarterback gets hurt or you, you don't live up to expectations or something. Uh, but a lot of people think we're going 9 and 3 or 10 and 2 this year because we have a pretty easy schedule. We still got Ohio State, Michigan and Penn State and for the people who think we're 10 and 2, no way, we're not losing all three games. Of course we're losing all three of those games. Uh, but I could see 9 and 3, 8 and 4 make a solid bowl game and have some fun.
1: Am I correct when I say Inter Miami is the best club team in CONCACAF?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I think absolutely right now. I mean there there's there's not much of a question about it. Uh, they're they're about to be possibly number one in the MLS power rankings, and that's even, you know, considering where they are in the standings. So yeah, pr- pretty solid and, and and it's it's a case to be made. We'll see maybe if they get when they get into Champions League come the wintertime.
1: Joe Malfa, go rest those pipes, tell our dude dude Thomas Rongan that we miss him and we can't wait to hear both of you tonight. The pregame starts at four thirty right after this show. Thank you for joining us early today. Thank you guys. Coming back with more sports day on five sixty WQAM. Boat group, your Yamaha Marines it. Sports day on five sixty WQAM, also on the Odyssey app. And you can watch us on YouTube Live and Twitch. Just look for 560 WQAM. Want to qu- really quick talk about the Hurricanes. Had an impressive game this past Thursday against Bethune-Cookman, 48-7. to A couple things I took away from this so far, Blab, Two games this year for the Hurricanes. They've done exactly what they're supposed to do. And one game, you called it a statement game against Texas A&M. So far, they checked all the boxes, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, they've done exactly what you wanted them to do in those first three games. You wanted them to beat uh, Miami of Ohio. Uh, they did. Offense looked okay. balanced. It was a balanced attack. It was over, what, almost over 500 yards, 250 on the ground, 250 in the air. Second game against A&M, Woo! that was the game you wanted to smack them around, let them know, like, hey, what happened last season, we're exacting revenge for that. And that's exactly what happened. The statement crowd, game. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say an early. All right, you know, if you want to say an early statement game, but it was good. It was good because you wanted to get back at Jimbo. A and M always has one of the top recruiting mm-hmm. uh, classes, so you know there's talent on the field. They just somehow don't. Uh, Jimbo can't get them to work. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it was a good, very good win by the U. And then BCC, this was exactly what you wanted. You wanted a blowy. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you wanted. You wanted a blowy. It's always good to get a blowy. It's always good to get a blowout, you know, When So, yeah, they got a blowy, and it's over. So The other
1: thing you like about Bethune-Cookman is it was a no-doubter, number one. Number two, though, a lot of the younger guys got some experience, and that experience is very valuable. Absolutely, Because if someone goes down, you're going to have to rely on those guys. And even though sometimes they're four and five stars, they need that game run to kind of – Get adjusted and get going, and just feel a little more comfortable when they do get in the game, especially when it's going to be maybe during crunch time.
2: I was going to be upset if Ty- Tyler Van Dyke was uh, still in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, you know, unless he was unless he was putting up ridiculous numbers. This was a game; it was supposed to be a blowout. BC, you know, but BCC was not ready for that. Right? They, 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 there's levels, and they're not at that level. And Great thing- win. Now you had to. Um, Temple. That's going to be good. Next First week.
1: road game of the year. It's going to be First interesting road still. Game. Uh, they should smack them they around. They should win. And then you get the bye week. For everyone, though, that has been saying, Tyler Van Dyke, something's wrong with them. He doesn't have enough zip on the ball. I actually did the postgame show with former Miami Hurricane quarterback Malik Rozier. And he says, no, Tyler Van Dyke, nothing wrong with him. If he's not throwing with as much zip as you've seen in the past, you say he's evolving as a quarterback. He's learning you don't have to throw a fastball every time. If it calls for a touch pass, I, throw a touch pass. If it calls for a little more finesse, throw the finesse. When you need the fastball, it's there. So we're seeing Tyler Van Dyke maybe not get injured, maybe just evolving more.
2: I think you hit you hit the nail right on the head, Kuzan, because I've I've noticed that he's 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 really looking good. Right, I've seen some throws that he's made. It's, he's made NFL throws. Like those are throws that you that they're, they're impressed. That scouts are looking at and like okay. These are some NFL throws. You're throwing like 15-yard passes across the field on the dime quickly, right into the receiver's hands. He's making great decisions. Um, like you said, evolving, showing some touch because, like you said, not every quarterback needs to throw a fastball. You need you have to be able to move the, the defenders with your eyes, with your feet. He's evolving. He's an experienced quarterback. He's a ex- very experienced quarterback. He's gone through a lot, trials and tribulations, many offensive coordinators. But I think right now he's found the right, right balance with this coordinator.
1: And you see the, you see right now in the first three games his evolution. With all that being said, if you just joined about midway through what you were saying, you don't know if you're talking about TVD or TUA. Lots of trials and tribulations. Growing, maturing, getting right, better. Stop,
2: stop, stop! Don't, listen, don't don't compare TVD yet to Tua. No, I'm just saying that now, they, I, I, to, they've had a
1: somewhat of a kind of journey. But no, nah, but Tua was, do have that.
2: Tua, the NFL journey is a little bit tough because Tua there was just it's just there was just outright hate. There's just been hate. He's the most, he's one of the most polarizing players I've ever seen. Keep playing
1: like that, you're not going to polarize many people. At least with those numbers.
2: No, you're not. I don't I don't think people. I think people stop talking about Tua to the point that if the Dolphins struggle, it's going to be more McDaniel or the O-line or something like that. I think Tua is solidified as everybody, no more questions about the man's arm, his size. No more.
1: Just stop. He's a hell of a quarterback. We love him. Hopefully get another win on Sunday. We're going to talk about that and more next here on Sports Day 560 WQAM.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,